Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The best way to support the show is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Hi, welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant, and today we will pull back the curtains of all human secrets. You know, those deep, dark ones we hold inside of us and we're going to take to our deathbed, or those silly and embarrassing ones that we would not tell a soul. You know, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. So today, my guest is Lisa. And Lisa, I have a question for you. Dun, 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 dun. What is your secret? Well, my secret that I've had a lot of shame, um, uh, you know, around this and in recent years with doing the inner work, that shame has lifted. Um, but it's something that I carried with me for a very long time into my fifties is that I used to use abortions as a form of birth control. Oh, okay. So when did this start? Like when was the first time? my yeah my first abortion was I think around 17 and a half 18 years old mm-hmm. and that was with my boyfriend I was always very irresponsible with taking with doing self-care with taking responsibility for my body and using birth control like all my other friends were doing Well, for me, I'm allergic to birth control. So that was Mm. never an option for me. Mm. It would make me insane. And my other females in my family are too. So Mm. did you, like the first time you got pregnant, did did you not use any protection at all? No. Just young? I never. The pull-out method? Did you do that? It was the 80s. We We were willing to deal with like, the risk of STDs. But when we heard like we had to start wearing condoms because, you know, AIDS was obviously, you know, my cousin was one of the first generation um, to die of AIDS and it it hit hard, hard and fast. Oh, wow. And so it was for those of us in the 80s that were having unprotected sex, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. it was a wake up call for a lot of us that were out there, um, you know, with multiple partners. And so I don't mean to um, trivialize AIDS, but it was something that for this recovering sex um, and love addict, I was like, oh, what, a, what an inconvenience that we have to wear, you know, rubbers now. I don't like rubbers. I don't like the feel of it. And yeah, I was very irresponsible. I did not take responsibility for my body. And so when I got pregnant, I would go and have an abortion. And that's not 
those are not the only abortions I've had. No, I just have a question about the first Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So where did you go? I mean, do you remember the feeling of you walking into the office or like, how did that go? You know, one, well, something that I know that it's been, um, consistent throughout my life until I started doing the inner spiritual work is I was always able to disassociate from my body. And I learned to do that very early on when I, um, I was sexually abused from the time I was five till, um, we believe around the time I was 11 by my stepfather. Did you carry that secret too? For a long time? Yeah, I didn't share that until I was 18 years old. And yeah. it started at five. And the first therapist that I actually shared this with, she leaned forward on her chair. She's like, you've never shared this with anyone. And I said, no. And she said, um, just once, just it happening once to a child is enough trauma to cause this um she basically said the normal development of the brain just once. So she said the fact that it happened so repeatedly for so many years and that I never shared it with anyone. She said the like, like the percentage, the likelihood of me committing suicide or becoming a, you know, drug addict or going into prostitution were so high. And this was when I started seeing her, I was already 23. 22, 23 was when I started seeing her. Well, and you even so saying so, that yeah. makes sense to me that you yeah. were so disconnected with yeah. safe sex because so, sex was already tainted. It was yeah. already, there was so much trauma around it yeah. that I, everything you're saying makes sense. Yeah. So there was no self-care um, putting not only you know, my body at risk, but also, um, to get, you know, STDs. And so, um, when I went to my first one, I can't tell you today what I felt. I would be lying to you. Floating out of your body, not even present. Completely disconnected. And then I went two other times, completely disconnected. I never knew just how much trauma I also was putting my body in. No judgment, but you know, now that I know what I know, medically, I was putting my body in in a lot of trauma and that could have caused a lot of scarring. Mm. Um, And it didn't because I got pregnant with my first child that I had made three appointments to go get an abortion. But this one, I couldn't. Mm. This one, I couldn't. Why you just, you mentally couldn't do it or it was past the time that you could do it or it just was something bigger than you was stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. This one I couldn't. There was something about this one. Because I made, I made the appointments three times. And you just kept canceling them and just Mm -hmm. no inner voice. Canceling them is way too responsible. You're giving me (laughs) way too much credit. I just wouldn't show up. <laughs> I was a no show. So um, after you, you know, you were officially pregnant and how did you feel during your pregnancy? Mind you, I was 20 years old. I can't I felt, imagine. I, I felt for the first time there was something greater than myself that mm. I now had a reason to live for. 
Yeah. It was if I felt like my body was so holy. Doing this act that women are supposed, you know, our bodies are made to do. Yeah. Thanks so for then the first time. It mm-hmm. felt like you were honoring. It felt, it felt for the first time like there was something holy about my body because since I was five, I felt dirty. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Mm. So after you gave birth, did, mm-hmm. did it happen again? Uh, did you go abortion? back? Yeah. So no, I got pregnant with her brother 16 months later. You are very fertile. <laughs> well, that's what, and I've had guilt. I mean, let's talk about guilt. Yeah, please. I have, I have friends that are very responsible, did everything right, planned everything in their lives, had college funds set up the minute that, that you know, her and her partner got together. I have several of these situations. Have money, have education, and they can't get pregnant. Mm. And I and I don't know, like I don't I don't know. Obviously, I don't know a lot about the universe, but that to me is baffling. I got pregnant, like like you look at me, and I'm getting pregnant. And so I got pregnant um, with my second child. Sixteen months later, my marriage is falling apart. Oh wow! It was a very tumultuous, abusive marriage. And basically, I'm not pointing the finger at him. We both basically trauma bonded. We're yeah, trauma that's bonded. norm. That's normally how it works. And in so I chose relationships. Yeah, I chose someone that repeated my trauma. And so I was going to get an abortion for my second one too, but I couldn't. <laughs> Which is crazy because the marriage was just like horrific. And I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, this one I couldn't. So um, I wish I could tell you that there was no more abortions after that. But um, there was one between the second one and the youngest child. So you have three children. So there was Mm -hmm. another one in between. Was it with Mm -hmm. your ex-husband or? No. 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 Was it a just look at you and you got pregnant situation? <laughs> well, I mean, I could say look at me and I get pregnant, but the reality of it is I was not taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like what happens when you're not on the pill and you're not using a condom? The, that's what happens. And so what I did was I lied and said that I miscarried because I didn't want him to know that I aborted. That must have been very, what made you make that decision at the time? Do you remember? Yeah. I, I was in a relationship, but I'm like, this is horrible. Like, he was cheating. He was, yeah. But here's what I want to say. Uh, and, and I, you know, before I, I decided, like, I have so many secrets that I'm like, okay, which one do I want to share? <laughs> And I can laugh about that now because I've done the inner work and I've let go of shame because I realized that the the girl that was making those decisions was recreating her trauma. I was in what we call in recovery. I was in in my disease. Yes. Um, And so I'm not that person. And so now I could say like that, that, those decisions, 
you know, I, I made at that moment, you know, that time in, in my life. And I honestly thought it, there were the best decisions. And so, um, I, I did some writing about this when I decided, okay, this is a secret I'm going to share. And what came up for me when I was writing is I've used abortions as a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. I've used abortions um, to manipulate men to feel bad by lying that I had an abortion or a miscarriage, and I had not. I've used abortions to um, get some money mm-hmm. when I needed some money. And I, you know, I, yeah, I, I've used it to manipulate, to make people, make men um, feel bad for me and then want to take care of me. And Wow. When we do things that we're not proud of in our disease and then being willing to share them so open and honestly is, it takes such bravery and especially this day and age where people like to judge. So I just have to honor you by saying thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Now with these, this secret specifically, mm-hmm. and what do you think, you know, some people don't like the seven deadly sins. I think mm-hmm. it's a part of humanity. So which mm-hmm. of these sins are attached to this secret? And they are pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth, any of them go with this secret you feel? I would say fear and lust. Is, I forgot, is fear one of them? or anger? No, but I still yeah. love fear. <laughs> Everything's attached to fear, but there's pride. There's greed. Fear. I mean, fear. I, I keep on going back to fear. <laughs> She's just saying fear. She loves fear. <laughs> Can we add an eighth? Deadly <laughs> I wish we could. I feel because like all of those person, go with fear. Go, I, I feel like fear is at the root of all of them. For me. Right. Oh, completely. I agree. Right? Like right. for me, like when I'm in lust, I believe that I'm in fear that something outside of me, you know, is going to, you know, I need it. I need it now. I'm going to manipulate it. I'm going to make it, I'm going to force it. Like that, just that lust, like I just can't. I can't stop until I have that. That's know? almost like greed too, though. Like yeah, you're, you're right. It's, yeah. not, it's not just greed yeah. with money. It's like greed so with like. So so greed. We could go what about anger? Do you think anger was attached to it? You know, with the trauma? Yeah, I had, I had a lot of anger towards men. Yeah, you know, me too. I had a I get lot it. of anger. How could I not? Like I had a lot of anger towards men. And you know, I was very nonchalant about those. I was very nonchalant about sex. Like I've had people tell me like, you're like a dude. Yeah. The people used to say that about me too. You're you're like a dude. Like you, like, and I had a lot of pride about that. Like, yeah, I don't catch any feelings. Like you guys are here for me. You know, it's like, yeah, you do do what I want when I want it. You're, you're not calling me. I'm going to be calling you, you know, like, uh-huh. And I think with, I felt the same way and you and I've talked about that before, but it's, but it's so lovely when you do that inner work and then you see a man is just, has just the same feelings as, as a human, you see them for the first time. Well, for me, what happened was when I had my middle child mm-hmm. and he's a boy and then all of that, like remorse and like for the first time I was like, oh, 
oh dear god i hope he never meets a woman like me like i just like everything flashed which i can only imagine for men when they've been like you know just horrible to women having a daughter oh I'm yeah sure like every single face of every woman like everything they've ever done i'm sure flashes before their their um you know before their their eyes and that's what yeah that was really hard that was really hard my little sensitive but middle what a, child what like a god shot is that because i have a son too and that was also for me i had the same behaviors that i have a son now if someone broke his heart or hurt him i, I want to kill him so I would never want him to meet someone that was like me either, how I was in the past. So what a yeah. God shot. I mean, did did you feel that when you had him and, and you knew that you were having a son? Like, did you go, did you think you went to a deeper level of healing since having a son? I feel that the healing that I've had through being, you know, through motherhood, just in general, that healing is what, forced me to start doing the inner work, but it still took well into my twenties and thirties. Um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a really good, I'm not an actor by profession, but I'm a really good actor. And so you never know what's going on. And so, um, although I didn't do the deep, deep inner work, I do believe that motherhood, um, had me now start taking a look obviously of the seven deadly sins and and how i operated from you know lust and gluttony and and sloth and pride and i didn't know about those that you know the seven deadly sins um back then right 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 that didn't start that wasn't introduced to me until i got into recovery mm-hmm. um I think that movie Seven with oh, Brad yeah, Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was like the first time <laughs> that I learned of the Seven Deadly Sins, but I didn't walk out of that movie theater thinking, wow, I need to take a look at my life. And, oh, no, you know, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh, that movie was really intense, you know, like, and that was it, call it a day. Um, but yeah, I do, I do know today, looking back on my life, that the, 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 it started, you know, that, that, um, healing, literally my body, um, that healing started happening when my, I had my first child, but it really took me a a long time to really do the work. And it was actually when they got older, because I saw these little humans were going like, they weren't babies anymore. Yeah, they they they, they, they they could they see you. Started, they yeah. saw you. Yeah, like they started seeing me, and when they get into their tweens, especially the girl, you know, I think boys are much more forgiving of their mothers, but daughters are like, all right, lady. I always say daughters and mothers. You know, seriously, they are our teachers. We we get you know, yeah, daughters are like, you're not. I'm not going to give you no grace. We need, we need to take a look at some shit here. <laughs> um, so going back to this secret, who do you think 
if you looking back on it, who did it benefit and who did it harm? Hmm. I don't know. You're making me dig really deep here. Um, She's giving me her sideways eye that she likes to do. <laughs> Just so you guys know, since you can't see what her. side eye. Um, I think it benefited both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think it um, affected me the most. It harmed you the most. Yeah, because it's shame and guilt that I felt that, by the way, if you would have asked me back then, I would have been like, no, like, that's what I, I, I can't have a child right now and call it a day. So, and I'm sure those men were like, oh, thank you, God. You know, it's like, <laughs> like thank you. And I'm so happy that she's like, cool about it. And like, we're, oh my gosh, this is horrible what I'm going to share, but you know what? I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to no, say No, do not judge. Listen, everybody has dark yeah, yeah. secrets. Do not judge. That is not the point. I, I remember asking a doctor, I mean, you know, I'm in my twenties. So my hormones are like, let's go. And I'm in my sex addiction. I remember like asking the doctor, like, how soon can I have sex? Cause you know, you're supposed to wait a couple of days. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, I, I'm sure that I, you're like, wait. I have to and heal. <laughs> To heal from this, yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> crazy. No, I'm. I mean, that's I mean, what somebody, happens. Well, you don't think logically. That's, that's no, like when you're in, in your world. disease. Yes, yeah. When we're in our disease, someone else that I would share this with, they would be like, "I mean, I can't even." You know, yeah. This is not something that I share. Yeah. At the coffee shop with the stranger. No, I know with that. With the PTA moms. Yeah. When I would go Guess out, what? you know, when I would put on that facade and sit with the PTA moms, it would be talking about, you know, how long they planned. <laughs> oh my. No, but the point of this and you sharing this is that people don't feel so alone. We all do bad yeah. things. We've all do things we're not proud of that we have shame around, but yeah. that doesn't make who you are truly as a person. Yeah. And sometimes we do things to survive. You were taken advantage of as a very young child. Right. So of course you don't put value on your body or sex because that was taken away from you. Right. That was robbed. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And now that you are healthy and you see you did those things because you didn't want to feel and you needed to survive and you're not that person. That was just a symptom of your trauma. Exactly. You put it so eloquently. That was just a symptom of my trauma. So how do you move forward in the future now? Like, how have you changed? Oh, geez. <laughs> a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, we would we would need a whole hour. But what comes to mind, just off the top of my mind, what how I've changed um, is the compassion, the amount of compassion that I have for that. Not not so much. I mean, obviously for my little girl, but for that teenager, for that young adult for Lisa in her 20s, you know, doing the best she could. She was in so much pain, oh, so yeah. much pain, you know. And then, you know, 
I've been really, I've always was very good about wearing masks. No one knew. So today, um, that is some of the, you know, just I'm thinking this, I'm, I'm processing it while I'm answering it. But I would say that just the compassion that I have for myself, the self-care that I give my body. I want to ask about this too. Do you use sex anymore in any way? Or is it, have you, have you healed that relationship? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I treat my body as my temple. And so you don't, you don't enter the temple unless you're safe. And unless we have matching energies spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Um, I'm postmenopausal. So that's a whole other conversation. That is. Um, but yeah, I self-care is a huge part of my healing process. And um, I did EMDR treatments. What is that? Trauma treatment. And for people that don't know, there's a lot of resources to heal from trauma. And your body muscles are one of the last um, layers of your body to it has muscle, you know, your muscles have memory. Of course, yes. And, and so um, not only does that um, impact the brain, but also my muscles have memory of the Got physical it. abuse. And so the EMDR treatments help me a lot with releasing and healing from the physical um, abuse. So I would say that today um, I honor my body. And that's how I'm healing. Um, I'm reparenting that little girl, and I'm not putting her in harm's way. So that's another way that I, I'm I'm healing one day at a time. Well, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and talking so openly about this. Oh, thank you for having me. And I honor you. <laughs> and I and I and I and more importantly I honor me. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. I love that. Um well, thank you for listening to Secret Life podcast. I'm Brianne Davis Gant. If you want to be on the show and you have a past secret that you've been through and you're on the other side or a present one you're still holding on to, email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com and thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note, and you can always support the show with a donation on our site, secretlifepodcast.com. Until next time, bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.